trilogy. I can get this legal paper or go get it in the street. Best believe that I succeeded everything that I touch. Treat these haters like a porn, I watch them all get fucked. I was born a damn soldier, it made sense to enlist. Cause I was fucking up my life, they wanna listen to shit. I ain't selling out for nothing, I'll be true to the death. Maintaining a lying heart until I'm holding my chest. I ain't trying to change the world, I just wanna do something. Leave these haters sitting silent like I hit the mute button. The beast say napalm, newest kings of the game. Call me out my damn name, get a hold of your frame. And why to NM, East Coast to Southwest. Come in order till the death is living proof. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Outside the Wire podcast, episode number four. My name is Michael Farrell. I, of course, am your host. This is the podcast, no format, no filters. Today's going to be a little bit different. Um, I want to talk about something that I'm passionate about, something that I deal with every day in real, uh, in real life, something that I'm constantly around and that uh, I believe everybody should should have some education on. Today, in case you haven't guessed it, we're talking about guns. Uh, everything from rifles to shotguns to pistols to everyday carry to safe queens to anything and everything. Um, most of you guys don't know. I am a an assistant store manager at a local gun shop here in town. Um, so I'm around guns 24-7. I'm also around people 24-7. I'm also one of the firearms instructors out there. Um, so I love what I do. I love... Uh, I love guns. I can talk about guns for days. Some people have cars. Some people have sports. Guns is my thing. Um, so today I have a, a kind of a list of my current favorites. Some stuff that I, I wish I could get. Um, and then, you know, everything in between. So where I want to start is my current favorites, pistol-wise. We have the uh, Smith & Wesson Shield 380EZ. Now, a lot of my gun people are going to be like, a 380? Why the fuck would you put that on there? Well, this 380 is the best thing that's come out of SHOT Show in probably the last two years. <laughs> Anybody who knows guns knows Smith & Wesson's last venture into 380s was the Bodyguard. That gun absolutely sucked. It was hard to shoot. It was inaccurate. The laser on the side was a pain in the ass to get to work. Getting it zeroed in where you needed it to be was meh. It's one of those guns that you carry in your pocket just because it's better than not having anything. Um, but Smith & Wesson, this SHOT Show came out with the Shield Easy. I believe it was the SHOT Show. I'm pretty positive. Um... When I first saw it, when we first got it in the store, I wasn't in love at first sight. Uh, There's a lot about it that I didn't like. Uh, aesthetically, it's probably one of my least favorite pistols on the market. Functionality-wise, however, it's amazing. It's made for people with hand issues. Um, the slide is easy to rack. There's a cheater button on the magazine. It handles the recoil like nobody's business. I mean, people people assume that because 380 is a smaller round, it's not going to have recoil. Well, you use uh, uh, something like a bodyguard and put a 380 round in there, or 9mm short as it used to be called, you're going to get some kind of recoil. You're going to feel it uh, because there's no recoil management. <coughs> Excuse me. 
But what this shield EZ does is it it it's a bigger gun. Um, it's a heavier heavier slide, heavier barrel, so it allows the recoil to be managed really really well. Um, it's amazingly accurate. When I teach beginners, whether it be men or women, um, this is one of the first pistols I pull out because nine times out of ten that beginner is going to be able to use it and use it deadly accurately. Uh, so the, the shield easy is amazing. Um, it's good for a carry gun. It's a little bit big for a 380, but it, it, I think it works perfectly for a carry gun. Um, the next one we're going to talk about is kind of the purple unicorn of the firearms world right now. Nobody can get it. Not, not my store, not other stores in town is a SIG P365. It is for being a subcompact gun one of the best things out on the market in nine millimeter um my understanding is that they designed the magazine first and they built the gun around the magazine so this is a subcompact gun where normally in subcompact nine millimeters you're getting seven eight rounds and this gun you're getting 10 and the extended magazine is 12. 12 rounds is it's a significant upgrade from the six or seven of say the shield or the Glock 43 or something like that. Um, it handles really well. It did have its issues in the beginning of not going back into battery and the sights would be, would come out of the factory, not completely programmed, uh, or charged or something was wrong with them. SIG has done a complete overhaul considering the position they're in with the army contract. They've done a complete overhaul. That's one of the reasons you can't get them. And the battery issue has been fixed. The sights have been fixed. They now come with, instead of just regular night sights, they now come with x-ray sights. Um, so it's definitely one of my recommendations. If you're looking for an everyday carry, subcompact, easy to use, easy to be accurate with gun, the SIG 365 is absolutely one of my favorites. Now, the next gun is also in the SIG family. Um, it is significantly heavier. It's the SIG P225 or 225. Um, it is a single stack 9mm. I believe it's 8 in the magazine. Um, it's it's a hammer fire double action single action pistol. Um, it's just fun to shoot. Um, I like those heavier metal pistols. They handle the recoil really, really well. Um, it's got the um, the decocker on it. It doesn't have a safety, but it does have the decocker on it, so you don't have to walk around with your hammer back if you don't feel like it. Um, it's it is single stack, so it's still slim. It's easy to carry concealed. Um, it's absolutely, absolutely one of my favorite pistols on the market. It's a little bit pricier than the most because it is an all steel pistol. The more metal, the more expensive you the more money you're gonna pay. The more expensive it is. Um, those are my current favorites, my current favorites for pistols. Um, they're amazing guns. All of them, um, I, I would recommend to any new beginners or, um, anybody with, you know, years and years of experience. It doesn't matter either way. You're getting quality firearms out of those guns. So my, uh, my old faithfuls, let's go with this. Uh, these are guns that have been around for a while. That you just can't beat. Um, <coughs> some of these have 
years and years of existence and perfection and and things have been changed and altered and made and but they're they're one of they're some of my favorite pistols out on the market um mmp9 smith and wesson just makes for the most part a high 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 quality high quality firearm the mmp9 whether it's the 2.0 or the uh, original generation either way you can't really go wrong uh, 2.0 has more magazines it's got a rougher texture which i like uh, but it's just the mmp9 is easy to take apart you can make the the mag release ambidextrous um i've had two classes on armors course with that and it's it's just they're easy to to maintain they're also easy to engage with <clears throat> the triggers are not my favorite things that's the one thing about the mmp triggers is i really really hate them i think that that broken in half uh trigger design that smith and wesson went with I, I think it's crap um but if that's the worst part about it i can go with it even a stock trigger in an mmp is sitting at i think five and a half pounds so it's very easy to be accurate with and very easy um to practice your double taps or practice selective firing or this you know whatever it's my least favorite part of the gun but even with it it's still a very very quality gun now the kind of inverse to that is when i say mnp9 i don't mean uh sd9 ves or sw9 ves those are crap they're glock copies they're Absolutely nothing that I would ever put in anybody's hands. They are absolute crap. Uh, don't fool yourself because you're only paying $200 that you think you're getting a deal. You're not. You're not. If that's all you can afford, it's better than nothing. But they're crap guns. Next, Glocks. 17 and 19, right? Um what can you say about this gun it's a tank i mean the 17 is just the longer version the 19 the 19x uh the 17l the 34 all of the nine millimeter glock series minus the 26 and minus the 43 i'm not really big fan a big fan of those two but uh the 17 the, the 19 are easy to disassemble easy to clean you can run them all day. When I was carrying my Glock 19, I would go to the range and easily put 300 rounds a day in it. Uh, I probably put close to 4,000 rounds before I gave it up and switched to something different. I love my Glock 19. It's not the most comfortable thing. I'm not the I'm not deadly accurate with it, but I, I like the way it shoots. I also love the reliability of it. Sig P320. Um six hour again making the list they make high quality guns they've been around for somewhere around 200 years <clears throat> so in that span if you don't know how to make a gun and you're a gun company maybe it's time to move on um they were produced in europe i want to say germany i'm not a hundred percent but i want to say germany and now they are in new hampshire um Sig just got a bunch of contracts with the army, optics, rifles, pistols. I think it turned out like 580 million dollars or something like that contract. Now, 
anybody who's been in the military in, in the military is going to tell you, uh, you know, lowest bidder. I don't think that's the case here. I like the SIG 320. They, again, also had some quality control issues that SIG has done a huge, huge overhaul on. Um, they've sent everything back with their... It was something to where if you held it at a certain angle and you held it about six feet up in the air and you dropped it and it hit the right way, it would go off. Okay. Let's keep, you know, trying to recreate those freaking... Um, those conditions every single time and see what happens. Regardless, um, I think SIG, the SIG 320 has one of the better triggers on the market, stock out of the box. Uh, I think it is very accurate. The sights are okay. I'm not a huge fan of them. I like the SIG night sights. So if you can get one with SIG night sights, get us get the one with SIG night sights. Um, the next one is kind of rare. I don't really do revolvers a lot, um, but... I've shot it and I've had a ball with it. It's the Ruger SP-101 in 357. Now, I'm not a guy who believes that you have to shoot 357 all the time out of it. I personally have the feeling that if you're going to shoot a SP-101, especially for somebody who doesn't have revolver experience like myself, then you shoot 38 specials at the range and you shoot 357 when you're carrying. Um... The SP-101 is built really durable. I'm not a huge Ruger fan. I think they do a lot of things wrong. But their revolvers are second to none. Ruger and Smith & Wesson are my two favorite brands of revolvers. There are other ones out there. Chiapa is a really good one that I've I've heard, you know, friends have had uh, just amazing times with Chiapas. Uh, the Rhino in particular. But for me, Ruger and Sig Sauer, or sorry, Ruger and Smith & Wesson uh, are the revolvers to go to. Kimber makes a, a, a K6 that is supposedly really good. But I've had issues with Kimber in the past, so I don't really trust anything that they sell. Um, all of these pistols, by the way, are things that I would recommend to anybody. My, custer, my customers, my wife, my sister-in-law, anybody. Um, if I'm telling you about them on the podcast, that means I believe in these guns, I love these guns, and I'm a huge fan of them. There are other guns out there that, people may bring up to me on Twitter or on Facebook or this is just my list. Um, these are guns that I absolutely love. So we're going to move into the, the rifles now. <coughs> so for me, I have a bunch of current favorites that I've, I've really been into. Um, the first one for long guns is uh, SIG M400 Elite. Again, SIG Sauer making the list. They make really quality rifles. They're 5.16s, they're 7.16s, they're 5.56 patrols. There's not a lot of bad coming out of Sig Sauer rifles. Um, the M400 Elite, I like, you know, it's very slim handguard profile. Um, the Elite comes with the, uh, the Romeo sight right out of the box. Um, they can be a little bit expensive. But generally, I want to say they're around $1,000. Don't quote me on that. Um, SIGs do really well with plastic mags or metal mags or, you know, the one at work that we have, I've shot, God, ungodly numbers of rounds through them and have never had an issue. They're very easy to zero. Um, 
they they are you know they just flow really well they're they're a lightweight rifle so it's it's better for cqb um the barrel's a little long if you know obviously if you're doing cqb you kind of want a little bit of short barrel maybe an sbr but uh for what it is i think if you do uh if you do it right the m400 elite can absolutely be set up to be an adequate um cqb rifle the next one is one that was introduced to me god four or five months ago it's one that i have in my collection It's called the LMT, Lewis Machine and Tool, MRP, the Monorail Platform, CQB. It's specifically designed for a CQB. Uh, the one that I had, have, um, I traded a Daniel Defense M4 V7 Pro with an 18-inch barrel and a Geisley trigger in it <clears throat> for this um, CQB. The reason I did that is because I want to get back into training CQB, which I've been doing. Um, that's a great thing about working at the range and working around people who have a shit ton of rifle experience, right? So for me, um, what makes this rifle really cool is it is a mono rail. And essentially what that means is the upper receiver and the rail, the handguards, are all one piece. You can't take the handguards off and replace the barrel. Not traditionally, not the way that you normally would. So there, it's it's essentially a uh, a torque wrench, a couple of screws, and I think they said in under 20 minutes you can have the barrel off, changed out, put back on, and be firing on the range. That is a little crazy for me. I got one. I didn't feel like spending another $600 for the for the barrels, but. Uh, it was fun. I mean, it shoots really, really well. The one thing that I will say is I don't like the fact that it's all quad rail. Um, I would have rather had key mod or M-Lock, but um, I think it's uh, I, overall it's a fantastic gun. The next one is essentially I just mentioned it is Daniel Defense M4V7. <clears throat> Daniel Defense to me is one of the best rifle manufacturers on the market. Um, they're an American-made company. They are very light. They use aircraft-grade billet aluminum. Their Pro Series has uh, flat-face Geisley triggers in them. If you know anything about rifles, you know who Geisley is. <clears throat> uh, the Pro that I had had an 18.5-inch bull barrel in it, essentially just a heavier heavy duty barrel um, for me for what I'm trying to do with with rifle training now it didn't really make sense so I traded for that CQ, that that MRP CQB um, they just handle really well I mean f for me the ideal setup on a Daniel Defense is probably a Spark 2 or an EOTech uh, some 45 degree offsets a minimalist buttstock um and some 45, like I said, 45 degree offsets, and you're ready to rock and roll with this thing. I mean, it rolls when you have to go 45 degrees. It rolls really nicely. It rolls right back. Um, everything is steady and set, and they're just designed to be, I don't want to say abused, but abused, essentially. 
um, Daniel Defense, I've I've only ever had good things to say about him. Uh, if anybody is listening that knows me or works with me, you know how I feel about Daniel Defense. I tell people all the time. I don't need to say it again. So Daniel Defense is definitely one you want to look up, look into. The next one is kind of a newer caliber. Uh, a bunch of hunters are starting to get on this caliber really, really heavy, which I understand. Uh, the caliber is ridiculous. It's the MMP-10 chambered in 6.5 Creedmoor. So the old school MMP-10s I'm not a huge fan of because they've got those uh, crappy handguards off. Um, and their sight, their, their gas block isn't my favorite thing in the world. Uh, but this is completely different. It's it has uh, key no M lock rail on it. Um, it has a longer barrel. I want to say it's twenty two or twenty four inch barrel. Um, they are it's ridiculous. Um, the trigger on it is nice. The reset is really really special. The what I really like is they put a stationary buttstock on it so it's not something that you're adjusting this is a long gun and is designed to take long shots uh 600 700 800 yard shots obviously not in texas but um, in a flatter state this is designed 65 creamor is designed to shoot flatter and take longer flatter shots so those are i mean you know those things are ridiculous um I'm going to get into my old faithfuls rifles that I just love uh, everything about them. Um, I've used them. I've shot them. I would like to keep them in my collection. I unfortunately can't right now, but uh, so the first one is a Ruger 1022. Um, I think the best thing to learn how to shoot on is a Ruger 1022 rifle wise. They're easy to use. They're easy to put sights on. They're inexpensive. You can get one for about 225 bucks. The expensive ones are only 500 bucks. Um, and 22 ammo, you can get. This is an exaggeration, but a thousand rounds for like 50 bucks. I mean, it's nuts. Um, they have a million different versions of them, whether it be the bull barrel or the takedown or uh, the the one that comes with a little Nikon scope on it or, you know, Ruger makes a really, really good 22 rifle. It's been around for years and years and years, and I don't think it's going anywhere. The next one is the MMP Sport 2. This is no th no frills nothing fancy it is your standard military lookalike ar platform 556 comes with a dust cover and a forward assist that's what's different between the sport 2 and the original sport um like i said nothing fancy but it's a great starter if you want to get an ar and then customize it the way you want to do it. The MMP Sport 2 is not bad because you're talking about 700 bucks to start. You can change handguards. You can change sights. You can go to low profile gas system. You can change pistol grips and triggers. And it's going to be, you're going to end up paying what you would have paid for the Daniel Defense. But 
it's if you eventually want to build it piece by piece by piece by piece this is what that gun is for it's designed to be worked on year after year after year after year um i think it may be one of my next acquisitions like i said you can get them for cheap and the parts are everywhere um they're freaking lego pieces so the parts are everywhere so the next one is the lwrc direct impingement 556 now lwrc makes piston driven rifles i'm not a fan of i think there's just too much tweaking that needs to go around to get your gas right and your flow right just give me a good old-fashioned direct impingement it works for me i know what i'm doing simple easy we can put it to use um this one this particular one comes with a 16 inch barrel but it's fluted it's different um the hand guards are short i want to say they're only 13 inches so you have about two and a half or three inches of barrel sticking out not my favorite look i don't like the way it looks but for aesthetic wise i don't care um they shoot really well uh it's set up to be ambi already so if you're a left hand shooter or right hand shooter you're gonna rock either way um it's not a left-handed designed rifle but it's the controls can be manipulated left or right the next one is the one and only ak that i have in my sense uh, in my list is the c39 v2 the one that we <coughs> the one that we have at the the shop is a tactical edition right uh so essentially they changed the pistol grip out put some finger grooves in it they changed the uh foregrip on the barrel out put some finger grooves in it everybody should have at least one ak you know why not they're fun to shoot not the most accurate things but they are fun to shoot ammo's not the cheapest either but they're fun to shoot um i don't have a whole lot to say about the ak again i'll probably catch some hell for that but just not a huge ak guy uh so the last thing we're going to cover um is my wish list these are guns that i've seen that customers have brought in or we've got at the gun store that i drool on myself over and go what the serious fuck i wish i could afford this uh most of the time i can't so the first thing is is an sti um, if you're not from Texas, you may not know what STIs are. So they are a local Texas 1911 company. Um, uh, they're pretty big. A lot of competitors are using them. They're 1911 slash 2011 design. They are getting rid of their single stack 1911 design and going with a double stack 2011. But they're, they just make great guns. Um, the guns are personal. They are they're in the same vein of a Nighthawk Custom or a uh, um, Ed Brown or a Les Bear. They can get up to the same same range as those guns, but these guns are a little bit cheaper, a little bit more inexpensive, and they just haven't been around as long as those other brands have. They are sick as hell to shoot. I tell people all the time, if you miss the target, it ain't the gun, it's you. I promise you that. The next one 
is is another rifle. Uh, the POF Renegade Plus. Either 5.56 or 308. Uh, POF just makes really, really good rifles. As far as I can tell, I have some people at work with me who absolutely hate POF, which is fine. Um, everybody has the right to be wrong. Um, POF makes really good rifles. They handle really well. Um, you can get an SBR and a POF. The process is a big old, big old pain in the dick, but you can get it. Um, the Plus is just set up super aggressive. I, I like almost everything about it. It has that minimalist buttstock that I was talking about. Um, they are they're just fun to shoot. Um, I've shot a couple of my buddies, and they're really, really fun to shoot. The next one, another rifle, is a Ruger Precision. Now, I don't go long-range shooting. So this probably will not happen anytime soon. And if it does, it's going to be a safe queen for a little bit. Um, Ruger Precision to me in either 308, 6.5, Creedmoor, 6mm Creedmoor, um, any of them. Just for shits and gigs. It's, it's a fun, fun gun that Ruger guarantees will shoot 1,600 yards. I don't know about you, but to me, that's impressive as shit. So, Ruger, again, not the biggest fan of Ruger. I think there's a bunch of stuff that they do wrong, or is just not comfortable for me, is probably a better way to say it. Um, but I think they did right. They did really, really good on this Ruger Precision. Now, my favorite Ruger Precision is not a big caliber. It's their twenty two. If you want to put... 22s in the same hole all day every day you can use a ruger 1022 but the ruger precision in 22 i've seen a woman who has no shooting experience go the length of a 100 yard range and hit same spot every single freaking time they don't move they are amazing amazing guns so look into a ruger precision if you want some long distance if you want a a thousand yards or better shot um, and then the last thing on my wish list is actually a shotgun. Uh, it's a Mossberg 930 SPX. They are absolutely sick. Um, not a big, huge shotgun guy, uh, but one of the guys at work had one and let me shoot it. Um, and I was kind of being a bitch about shooting 12 gauge. Um, and I shot it, and I shot buck out of it, and I shot slug out of it, and both of them handled really, really well. Now, the caveat to that is this is a semi-automatic shotgun, not a pump action. Um, I think pump action is great for home defense. You get that loud racking sound. Uh, but on the range and, and for shooting for fun, I think semi-automatic's the way to go. Um, it's just become more comfortable for me. I love them. Um... They're very accurate. It's They're hard to argue with the results. When I bring a target back from shooting a semi-automatic shotgun, there's usually only half a target left. Um, and that's at 40, 45 feet. So it's not like it's super close up. It's, it's a pretty good distance away. Um, <clears throat> so these are the guns that, that I love. These are the guns that I recommend towards everybody. Um, once again, you can reach me 
on Twitter at the OTW Podcast. T H E O T W Podcast. You can reach me at outside the wire podcast at gmail.com. Um, if you have any questions or any guns that I missed or anything that you know you think I should cover next time, because I'm gonna do more more in-depth gun talk and more uh, more podcasts about different types of firearms and rifles versus pistols, home defense, um, carry, range, stuff like that. Today was just kind of a hey, these are what I like. These are the reasons that I like them. Um, I can I could be wrong on some of the facts that I stated. If I am, I apologize. I don't have that great of a memory. Uh, so most of this stuff was kind of just written um, in note format, and I wanted to to bring it up and talk about it. So if you have any suggestions or anything that I should do or um, other other guns that I should mention, again, T-H-E-O-T-W podcast on Twitter, Outside the Wire podcast at gmail.com. Once again, ladies and gentlemen, my name is Michael Farrell. I was your host, and this has been Outside the Wire Podcast.